Welcome to The Road Just Traveled. My name is Jessica Schluter. I am a certified personal trainer and an entrepreneur and a photographer, and I work a full-time job and I do this podcast, so I do a little bit of everything. I love to talk about health and fitness and wellness and all the things, and that's kind of what this podcast is. So thanks for listening. I'm glad you're here. Let's get into the episode. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of The Road Just Traveled. So, um, today's going to be a solo episode. I have really been enjoying the guests. I think I talked about this on the MLM podcast, but I do just like to get on here and talk to you guys sometimes and just kind of rant about whatever. Um, And today's going to be kind of a mishmash. I have a few different things, a few different topics that have been front of mind, and I usually would just like write them in an Instagram caption and I probably still will but sometimes I don't feel like people read long Instagram captions which I don't really blame them I don't always read a full Instagram caption either so sometimes I just like to talk about it in a longer form um longer form what am I trying to say longer form um whatever like a podcast geez struggling this morning apparently um I am getting this episode up late, obviously. Um, I am playing around with the idea of releasing it on Wednesdays instead. I'm not sure that really anybody, it matters to anybody too much, but it's kind of like I was going to just go ahead and like announce, decide that it's changing to Wednesdays. And I was like, there's no reason why I can't get it done ahead of time. Um, And I feel like... I should be able to do it, and so why am I not doing it, which is um, maybe not the best mindset to have for myself, but I don't know. For now, I'm just going to try try and keep it on Tuesdays and see how that goes. So anyways, I have a couple of interviews lined up, so next week we'll have a guest, um, and then the week after that we'll have a guest, so today I just figured I would do a solo episode. Um, lately, I have been struggling with my seasonal depression. It makes me want to not do anything ever at all. It makes me anxious um, and I just like don't want to leave the house. It makes me not want to get off the couch. Ugh, it's a struggle. And I know that the things that, um, I know the things that make me feel better and I know that I should be doing those things, but it's hard to do them when you don't feel like it. Um, It feels like it takes so much more effort to do those things when you are in the midst of, I don't know, just the shit storm that, that is seasonal depression and just depression in general. Um, I always feel better when I'm doing things like spending less time on my phone and writing and journaling and reading and working out and eating better and keeping my apartment clean. Those things like always make me feel better without fail. Um, but spending time on my phone is easy grabbing something out of the pantry to snack on instead of expending the effort to cook is easy. Um, ignoring my, um, book that I'm reading, that I'm trying to read a chapter a day, that's easy. Um, sitting on the couch instead of cleaning, easy. And when seasonal depression is really getting me, I just don't feel like doing any of it. So I don't really have a good solution for that. Um, I know that I talked to my Instagram about how with working out, it's helpful for me to have a structured program um, because I started this program last week and I knew that if I didn't 
get my four lifts in that I was going to be, you know, I wasn't going to get, I wasn't going to get week one done and it's only four lifts. It's, it's, you know, not even every day or anything like that. It's nothing crazy. Um, but having that structured program and having that just a little bit of accountability to myself of, I wanted to get this plan done is that's what got me in the gym a couple of days. Um, and I love lifting. I, um, I could lift every day theoretically, but sometimes it's so hard to get in there and do it, um, or to keep myself in there and do it, which I know it doesn't really make sense, but that's just how it is. I, I love the feeling of making my muscles burn and of getting stronger and the feeling afterwards. Um, I love hitting different muscles and just, I could do it forever, but some days getting in there is difficult because I don't think about all of that. All I think about is how little energy I have. So, um, and then, so with keeping that theory of accountability, I'm going to try to keep myself accountable in other ways for my other things. So like with working out, I have that program to keep me accountable. Um, with my reading, writing, and journaling, I think that I'm going to start rewarding myself for doing it. So like seven days, um, if I do it seven days, I can buy myself something small that I've been wanting or whatever. Um, I, this is, it sounds a little silly, but it's motivating to me. There's a simple modern cup that I want on on Amazon and I like reusable cups. I like to have cute ones. I like to have different options. And so my treat for this week is if I do all of my things for all seven days, I'm going to buy myself that cup, whatever, whatever helps you get it done. Right. So, um, I need to come up with some accountability for keeping my apartment clean because that is one thing that really stresses me out, but also like seems to take the most effort for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why, but, um, I, I'm going to work on that. So, um, yeah, I talked, I talked on Instagram about seasonal depression already, um, but it just helps me to get it out and to talk about it and to hear that other people are going through the same thing and that I'm not alone. Um, and I know that I feel like this every year, something else that really bothers me in the winter. And I, I don't like that I'm like this, but I also can't help it is I don't feel good about myself when I'm pale. Um, right now, I am extremely pale, obviously. It's winter time. I'm not getting any sunshine. Um, my skin is very broken out and I I hate I hate seeing myself on camera. I don't want to come on Instagram stories and talk. I don't want to um, take pictures from my Instagram. And I know that it seems like I know that that does that seems stupid. That seems like a stupid thing to worry about. But also when I'm trying to build a business and I'm using my Instagram to do it, I have to show my face on there. And when I don't, when I, like this morning I was trying to, to, um, take a video talking about why the podcast was late and all I am doing is picking myself apart and I, I, I'm going to get upset about it. Um, but okay. I apologize. I'm going to leave that in there because that is a, going to be a complete, um, change for a second here. Um, that was a call that I needed to take. So I quit recording because I just scheduled my first vaccination, which I am so excited about. Um, I found out that I was eligible for the vaccine on Saturday. My boss told me and I literally cried. I, it's just been such a, um, long year and it's been a shitty year 
um, in a lot of aspects, and I think that everybody who is able to and willing should get vaccinated, and just being a part of that is going to be very exciting for me, and I'm so excited. So, anyways, um, I am getting vaccinated on Thursday. Oh, that's so awesome. Okay, so I was talking about um, my body image and that I was, like, I really struggle with it in the winter. Um, I'm typically a few pounds heavier in the winter. It just, you know, it happens to everybody. Um, but when I am also pale and my skin is broken out right now, I have terrible masking. If you have any recommendations for good masks, I've been wearing disposable ones because I thought that would be better than, you know, having to keep up on washing it. But I think that they're contributing to my chin is so broken out and it has been for weeks. Um, if you have any good mask recommendations, please send them my way. I would really appreciate it. Anyways, so just pale, a little bit heavier than I normally am, um, broken out and I feel gross. And when I look at myself on camera, I have nothing but negative feelings and it sucks. And I know, I know in my head that it doesn't fucking matter at all. And that there's so many more important things to worry about. And, um, there are so many, like, it's so, um, almost self-centered of me to be worried about that when there are just a lot of other shit going on in the world and and that is not even a real problem really um but to me it feels like a real problem and I can know that and I can know that in my head and still have the feelings um so I just try to work through those I you know I'll uh, if I feel like I need to be on my stories for something I will just post it and not look at it or anything like that um, and just say, fuck it because it doesn't matter. Nobody else is being as critical of me as I am of me, but, um, I would really, really love to lay in a tanning bed. It makes me feel so much better. It helps my seasonal depression. Um, but cancer, you know, so I don't feel like it's a safe decision to do that regularly. Um, I know that if I started, I would want to do it all the time and I could tell myself that I'm only going to do it, you know, like two times a week, 15 minutes or something just to get some, um, some like light therapy or whatever. And I don't even really know if those technically help, um, with like seasonal depression, but it just makes me feel better in the cold winter. So I am going to go get a spray tan. Um, I have a membership at crunch for like the premium membership. Um, and that's, I, I keep that for the spray tanning. I haven't done it in a long time. And theoretically, the classes, I would like to do those. Um, but right now, I don't even know if they're having them or I don't really feel comfortable. I've been at Crunch a couple of times and it's been insanely busy and um, I didn't feel comfortable. But I am going to go get a spray tan and I'm going to try to keep up on that because it does make me feel so much better. And I know that's a superficial thing and it's a vain thing, but it it is what it is. Um, it, yeah, so... That is one thing that I know is going to help me feel better. Um, going to just give me a little bit of happiness in this cold winter. So my seasonal depression is always the worst. Like end of January through February um, when it's like the coldest and it seems like we are never going to get out of this. And then, you know, into March and April when it starts warming up slightly, I usually start to feel better. So just got to get through it. Um, anyways, going to shift shift here a little bit. Um, I, the other thing that I was going to come on here and talk about today was, um, and there's like no easy way to segue. These are completely different topics kind of, I guess I, I, I could draw a conclusion. I'm, 
I am pretty good at drawing conclusions between things. I'm going to do it. Um, I have a client who is 73. Um, she is, she recently lost her husband. Um, but we were, we were working together before this, but, um, she, I know her from my days of working at the grocery store and she was always just like a, a light. And, you know, when she, when she came through my line, I loved to chat with her. But, um, anyways, she reached out to me when I was offering free virtual training, um, to test it out. And she said she wanted to try it. She has an iPhone, she can FaceTime. And she said that she, uh, wanted to, um, do some things to help her but like build stamina and just, be able to, um, like keep up with her grandkids and her grandkids are older, but, um, just, she just wanted to like feel better and just feel a little, like a little more stable, a little stronger. So, um, we have been working together and working on things like just being able to get up and out of a chair with, with ease. Um, we have been building her strength in her arms and her chest and her back um, working on stretching out her muscles, um, working on, um, we just recently started working on getting up and off the floor, down onto the floor and up and off the floor. Um, and for one thing, it's empowering for me, for her. I would feel like I can't speak for her, but I feel like, um, if I was 73 and I lived alone, it would feel pretty empowering to know that if something God forbid were to happen, um, that she could probably get up up and off the floor herself. And that's what she's working on. And, and she hasn't explicitly said that. And I don't want to put words in her mouth, like I said, but that's something that's in my head is that when I am coming up with her workouts, I am thinking of things that are going to help her in her day-to-day life, in her everyday life, things that are going to help her with her daily activities. Um, so like, reaching towards the top of a cabinet or, um, like I said, getting up and off the floor. Like if she has to get, she said that she keeps some stuff underneath her bed and it's really hard for her to get down there and get it out and then get up. So just stuff like that. And then, you know, like I said, if, if she were to fall or something like that, that she could hopefully be able to, um, get herself up or get her to get herself to a phone or something, just something like that. So it's a different perspective on exercise because most people come to exercise like wanting to lose weight or wanting to look different or whatever. Um, but you can't lose sight of the fact that exercise, there's so many benefits to it. Um, and it's, it, it's going to make your life better. Um, and it's going to make you be able to live longer and to live a more fulfilled life because you're going to be able to do things longer. It, it makes me think of when I used to work at the grocery store, we, it was it's a small town grocery store. Um, we offer help out to your car with your groceries, um, if you need it. And it's hard to explain this because like, it doesn't quite make sense to me, even though that's what I've thought for years, but the people who never asked for help didn't need help. And the people who asked for help every single time needed help, but it was because they asked for help every single time. Like, I always say, if you don't lose it, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So the people who continued to take their groceries out, um, even though it was, you know, maybe a little bit tough for them or the people who, um, insisted on doing things for themselves so that they could still do them were the people who could still do these things. And the people who asked for help out with three bags of groceries were the ones who were 
looked aged beyond their years or who were weaker than they should be for, you know, weaker than they could be. Um, and it's just like, you have to appreciate what you have while you still have it. My great grandma is 96 and she lives alone. Um, she still drives. She doesn't drive at night a lot. She, um, um, she gets out and walks and she, you know, vacuums her house, keeps her house pretty picked up, stuff like that. She's 96. She'll be 97 in July. Um, and it's because she has kept doing those things that that's why she can still do those things. And she does get a lot of help. Her daughter, my grandma goes over there every day. Um, she lives in town where, you know, she has a lot of family. So we're all over there often. I'm not over there as often as I should be. It's something that constantly weighs on me. I need to go over there more. But, um, anyways, she can still do these things because she still does them. And, and I know that doesn't like, that doesn't quite make sense when I say it out loud, but it makes sense to me. Um, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And strength training is so important for people in all, all areas of life. Um, and if you are blessed enough to be able to still use your muscles, you should be using them. And not, I'm not saying like you need to be like, you know, lifting a ridiculous amount of weight or anything like that. I'm just saying that, um, you should be taking care of your body and, um, keeping it at its, you know, let, letting yourself live up to your full potential. Um, and not, I'm not like, I, I really don't want this to come off as fat shaming because I'm not at all, but, but we were not meant to live in like sedentary bodies. Um, we like, we're not meant to be sedentary. We're not meant to, um, eat, you know, processed food all of the time, you know, no whole foods ever. Um, we're not meant to, um, just like be on the couch all the time and just not, not out living and not out, um, moving and taking care of our bodies. And so I'm not saying like, anything what you look like. I'm just saying like if you are are not making movement a priority or if you are you never eat any, you know, um, fruits and vegetables, you never drink any water, you never, you know, do any of these things to take care of yourself, um, you're not meant to live like that. You're meant to live better. And I'm not talking about your weight or anything like that. I'm just talking about taking care of your health. And you can be healthy at any size. I, I believe that. So, um, oh, there was one other thing that I was going to just kind of rant about. Um, I saw a video on um, Instagram. Somebody shared it and a few people have shared it. And this young girl, I don't know how young, she looks about my age. I don't know how young she is. Um, but she was in her car crying and it's, it was heartbreaking. She was saying that she has been having some GI issues and she went to the doctor. She had to like fight for this doctor's appointment to even get in to see, I think, I think it was a, like a, a GI specific doctor. Um, and she was trying to explain to him that she hasn't been able to eat because it hurts when she eats and it causes severe cramping. And she, um, she is, oh, she has a larger body um, and the doctor said, well, maybe that's not a bad thing. Uh, that is so infuriating. And she was, she was so upset in her car and I don't blame her. I cannot imagine, um, I cannot imagine having a, a licensed medical professional saying that to my face. That's, it's just awful. And 
the fat phobia in this country and the fat phobia that, you know, I have internalized from growing up in this society, um, it makes me sick. And, and I still, I still like have gut reactions. I still have that fat phobia internalized. I see it in the way that I think about myself sometimes. I see it in the, in the like snap judgment I make on others. Um, and you know, it's not something that I would ever like say out loud or like, whatever, but I hear it in my mind and, you know, I try to correct it when I hear it or I do correct it when I hear it or whatever, but it's, it's regardless, it's internalized fat phobia and it's gross. And I wish that I could just like take some tweezers and pluck it out of my head. Um, but it's so rampant in our country and our, in our whole world. Um, the entire argument around, I've seen so many people talking about COVID and obesity and how obesity is like a prerequisite and um, maybe we should be more concerned with um, the obesity epidemic than the COVID pandemic or whatever. And it's like, that is so, it's, that's, that argument is sick to me because um, I'm not saying like people, I'm not saying people shouldn't take care of their health for one thing. That's, I think people should be taking care of their health. I understand that, um, being overweight can sometimes lead to different health outcomes and those different health outcomes can be a precursor or like a, um, not a precursor, um, a, like they can put you in the high risk category for COVID, but it doesn't mean that every person who is overweight has those high risk categories. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't be healthy and overweight, and it doesn't mean that we should ignore a pandemic or that we should play down a pandemic and just tell people to get skinny instead. Um, there are a lot of reasons why there are, there is an obesity, um, epidemic in this country. And I, and I understand that, um, for some people it's laziness, but I think that probably is not the majority, um, if you've ever heard of the social determinants of health, uh, if you've never heard of them, I should say you should look them up. There are a lot of barriers to being able to get healthy. A lot of times unhealthy processed foods are way cheaper for people who are already working um, from an under, coming from an underprivileged area. There are things like food deserts um, or, you know, whole foods are a lot more, can be a lot more expensive. Um processed foods can be cheaper, more filling. Um, and yes, less calorie dense for sure. But also like, ugh, there's just, there's, it's not as simple as move your body and eat less for so many people. It's not that simple. Um, if you are working two jobs just to make ends meet and barely making your rent and your bills, then you're not worried about like you, you don't have the energy to be worried about what you're putting in your body. You have the energy to get food and eat enough and eat whatever you can to nourish yourself. And I can't speak on this very well because I have been privileged enough to never had to deal with this. Um, I have never been hungry. I've never not had a roof over my head. I have kind of, I guess, struggled with um, making ends meet and having to, you know, buy, you know, like limit myself at the grocery store, but still like, still, I always had a safety net to fall back on. I was never in danger of losing my apartment. Um, 
I am lucky to have so many grocery stores within driving distance of me. Um, I am lucky to have a Aldi, which is, you know, it's a place where you can get healthy food for relatively cheaper. Um, but not everywhere is like that. And not everybody has the same privileges that I have had. And I don't, I like, like I said, I can't speak on it firsthand because I've never, I've been privileged enough to never experience it. But I know that it happens and I know that for so many people it's just not as simple as move your body more and eat less. Um, And I think that it's a very um, single-minded or narrow-minded stance to say that we should be more worried about COVID than we should or more worried about obesity than we should about COVID because COVID is killing people right now and Sure, like type 2 diabetes and heart disease and all of these things are also killing people, but um, those are also things that they're not contagious. Um, so, like to say that we should be more worried about them than COVID, like I under it's I understand the the baseline thought behind it, but when you really break it down, it doesn't make any sense. And things like um, type 2 diabetes, obesity, these are things that can be solved over the long term. Um, These are things that need systemic change and more education and um, a, you know, move away from fat phobia and diet culture and um, all of these things. COVID needs you to wear a mask and social distance yourself and get vaccinated when you can. Those are all things that you can do right now. I mean, maybe not get vaccinated, but you can do those things right now to solve the problem that is here right now. Um, Obesity and heart disease and all these things need long, they have longer term treatments um, and they often need more help than just wear a mask, social distance yourself, get vaccinated when you can. So I, it, it, Discuss me that the argument, the argument that we should be more worried about obesity um, than than COVID and um, people who are saying like, I don't remember, I don't remember the argument. There was some sort of argument about McDonald's and why why we don't um, prohibit McDonald's. Like, why is it McDonald's banned? But like, I don't remember. Whatever it was, it was stupid, stupid, stupid. Um. Ooh, I've been rambling for almost 30 minutes. I'm so excited that I'm getting vaccinated on Thursday. I'm getting the first round. I think it will probably be Pfizer. Um, My bosses got vaccinated on Saturday and they got Pfizer. And I didn't think that I was going to be eligible, but um, apparently they changed rules. I don't know if they got more vaccinations or whatever. And I've seen a little bit of things about like vaccine guilt, about... um, whether or not you should get the vaccine if there are other people who are maybe more high risk or whatever who haven't already gotten it. Um, and I've seen a couple arguments debunking that too. So like, I think that, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, but I think they maybe got more doses than they thought they were going to. And so they have, they're able to make it available to more people. And the bottom line is that the sooner that as many people as possible can get vaccinated, the sooner that we can start moving past this and having it, um, be over or be, you know, not as bad. So you should get the first vaccine available to you as long as you're not skipping the line and jumping ahead of somebody else. Um, 
I think that Champaign County is doing a good job of making sure that the people who need to get it are getting it and that anybody who wants it can get it. Both of my grandmas have already been vaccinated their first dose. Um, uh, my client that I was talking about earlier, she's been vaccinated. Um, I think that a lot of people who are already, who are wanting it are getting it. And so I don't feel bad about getting it. Um, I do work with the public four days a week. Um, and I, I just, I think that, um, as soon as you're able to, you should get it as long as you're not like, like I, like people are, I've I heard of somewhere where, um, I think I heard this on a podcast that like young people were cutting the line and getting in front of elderly people or elderly people were being turned away for appointments and that, no, if an elderly person wants my vaccine, they can get it first. But they said they have, they had appointments available four days this week. And so I figured that they probably have plenty of doses and I'm just going to take it. So, um, I, I can't wait. Um, I have heard that the first dose doesn't really have like a response, but a lot of people are having a response with the second dose. So when I get my second dose, hopefully I'll be able to schedule it on a day that I don't have to work after, but super, super exciting. Um, I think that I might end this here today. I think that I've ranted enough about some random things. Oh, I was going to connect. I was going to connect. Oh, I don't remember. Anyways, anyways, um, Thank you for listening to me randomly ramble about whatever. Like I said, next week we'll have a guest. I'm interviewing my friend Lindsay tonight. Um, we are going to talk about um, just like weight stigma and she has um, she has lived life in a larger body her whole life and she I, pretty much um, and, and we're going to talk about that and it was her idea. Um, I am thankful that she's willing to have this conversation with me and I'm excited. I love talking to Lindsay anyway, so it'll be just like a conversation between friends just recorded for you all to hear. And then next week, um, so that will come out next week. And then next week I'm interviewing, um, a therapist and I'm really excited for that. Um, it'll be like my first licensed professional technically. I mean, my sister was a nurse. Um, like everybody else's professionals in there. That's not, that's not, it's not my first licensed professional, but is of my first therapist. And I am excited about that. I'm excited to talk to her about, um, first time therapy seekers and what to look for in a therapist and how to know if it's the right fit for you and who should be going to therapy and all of that. Um, if you do have any questions for her, um, let me know and I will try, I already sent her a list of questions, but I will try to work some things in and see, I don't want to take advantage of her time or anything, but anyways, thank you for listening today. Um, thank you for not being mad that this is late. I'm assuming that you're not mad. You might be mad, but it's whatever. Um, I really appreciate it. And, uh, I'm coming up on a year of doing this podcast. It'll be a year next month and I would really like to hit a thousand downloads by then and I'll find, figure out the exact date and like how many I need to have, how many more I need to have. But if you find value in this podcast, if you enjoy listening to it, please, please share it. Please share it with a friend or post it on your Instagram story. I appreciate it so much. Um, most of my business, uh, most of my clients, most of my listens, most of my new follows, they come from word of mouth sharing and I appreciate it more than I could ever say. Um, I have several people quite a few people who are just like really behind me and I I like it, it means so much to me um so anyways 
Thank you for listening. Please share if you want to and um, leave a five-star review if you haven't already. And next week, I will try to have it up on Tuesday. Um, All right. I think that's it. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. (laughs) Bye.